You are listening to the People First podcast. People First is a self-advocacy group run by people with learning disabilities. And People First podcast is a platform to raise awareness about real issues that affect people with learning disabilities in our community and all around the world. We aim to inform and entertain our listeners by interviewing interesting guests and talking about the things that really matter to us. This is like having a stage to speak out and get our voices heard. episode we welcome David from Open Country, an organisation that helps make the countryside accessible to people with disabilities. Thank you for coming in and speaking to us today David. We hope you enjoy being on the show and we look forward to hearing more about your work. Thank you, Luke. I've had a great time meeting people first in this lovely building. Could you tell us more about the Open Country? Well, Open Country is a charity based in Harrogate, and uh, we're about trying to help people with disabilities to not only access, but more importantly, to enjoy the countryside. And a lot of what we do is about offering countryside activities, things like walking, tandem riding, outdoor pursuits, and nature study. And sometimes we just do gentle things like a trip to a tea shop or a country house, because not everybody wants to do rufty-tufty stuff, do they? And we just try and do the activities that our members like us to do. And then because we can't reach everybody who'd like to get out in the countryside by taking them out in a minibus, we, we also offer a lot of information advice and publications so that maybe they can get out under their own steam. Who is Open Country for? Well, we're for anybody with any disability who wants to get out in the countryside. So a lot of our members would have learning disabilities, physical disabilities, uh, visual impairments, mental health issues and people with head injuries. Uh, We don't currently have many people with hearing impairments and we'd like to work on that in the next year or so, and that's one of our projects uh, that we want to develop. That's excellent. What kind of activities do you run? Well, that's a good question. I I sometimes uh, light-heartedly say that we'll have a go at anything apart from four-wheel driving and naturism, uh, but we haven't ruled the naturism out. So, effectively, we're a one-stop shop for getting out in the countryside. So be it walking, cycling, outdoor pursuits, uh, we'll have a go at fishing. A couple of years ago, some people jumped out of an aeroplane. I'm pleased to say we did give them a, a parachute. And, and then we do the arts and crafts and just whatever people tell us that they'd like to do. But it has to be outdoors and it has to be in the countryside. Where do your members come from and 
Where do you do the activities? So most of our members come from Harrogate District and we also have a brilliant project in Wakefield. But then we have activities that leave those places and do activities in Ripon, York, uh, uh, Weatherby and we're setting up stuff in Selby and hopefully Leeds shortly. So those are our activities, the, the, the things that get us out there. But obviously all our publications and audio walks and information, that's available to anybody, uh, sometimes all over the country. That's brilliant, thank you. Why is it important for the countryside to be accessible? Well, it's just fair, isn't it? It's the right thing to do. Uh, I sometimes say that if you were running a bank or a supermarket or a bus company and your service wasn't accessible to everybody, you'd be a pretty rubbish manager, wouldn't you? It would be a pretty rubbish service. And so the countryside is no different. It's something that we all have a, a right to access. It's not a luxury, it's a right. And therefore, as far as is ever possible, it should be accessible to everybody. I agree. Can you tell us a bit more about the North Yorkshire Countryside Directory for people with disabilities? Certainly. So about 20 years ago, we realised that although we were really hard offering our countryside activities, uh, today, for example, we'll have about five activities going out. We're only scratching the surface with the number of disabled people in the community. So about 20% of the population has a disability, and we're not certainly working with that many. Uh, so our directory was a way of saying, well, if we can't take you out in our minibuses, maybe you could go out with your family, your friends, and your own community groups, or on your own. And the directory is a way of, of just giving people the information they need to find some countryside that's accessible. So it'll include accessible walks, outdoor pursuits, outings, and fishing platforms, and accessible trains, and anything that we could think of that would make for a good day out in the countryside. And, and also, the, the directories have often been produced by people with disabilities, and we think that's really important because obviously they know best where's most accessible. So we'll go out with groups and we'll measure the paths and we'll take the photographs and we'll examine what's actually there on the ground, type it all up as part of a project, improve people's skills, and at the end of the day, we'll produce one of our directories. And I mustn't waffle on, but now, 20 years later, we've actually got eight countryside directories. So we've got them for North, East, South and West Yorkshire. And we've also extended them into County Durham, Teesside, Lancashire and a smaller one for Wakefield. So they're all on our website. They're all free to download. You just need to access them and print them off. And they're there for the whole community to use. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Might I just add that it's, it's, it's very important that this information is downloaded. Because if you don't mind me asking before then, what was it like 
20 years ago? What were, how different were the activities run and planned to what they are now? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I, I don't think there's uh, a, a great deal of difference. Uh, I'm afraid there's certainly more paperwork and more health and safety tick boxes, but largely we're doing the same sort of things we did 20 years ago. Maybe because of COVID-19, we're just taking a few uh, less people out than we used to. Extra precautions, yes. That's right, Luke. Like a safety rule. During COVID, we saw that you run audio walks. Why is it important to have this event? So, I mean, two and a bit years ago, when lockdown was announced, uh, I'm not ashamed to say I can remember bursting into tears in the office because there was, like, 20 years of, of hard work uh, on the face of it going down the Swanee, and we all had to go home. And we all thought, what are we going to do? How do we keep serving our members? And uh, there was a, a bit of head scratching. And, uh, but I think like with a lot of charities, a lot of good ideas uh, came out of the lockdown. And one of our visually impaired members in Wakefield suggested doing audio walks. And I have a colleague called Tom, who's a very sensible man, uh, but you put a microphone in front of him and he turns into Orson Welles or, or Marlon Brando and he does these incredible audio walks. He just comes to life. And he's now done audio walks for all around Leeds and this area and into the Yorkshire Dales. And we found that um, you, you don't have to be, say, visually impaired to enjoy an audio walk. Sometimes I'll just have them in the office on a Friday afternoon to listen to. And it's, it's, I guess it's taught us a, a skill about um, not just using your, your, your eyes to enjoy the countryside, but to really take time to enjoy the sounds, but also the smells and the touch. And a lot of people have said, especially in lockdown, but also now, the audio walks were a, a, a valuable way of sort of keeping themselves together. Where do we listen to audio walks? So they're, they're all available on our website as are all our publications. So you just need to go on opencountry.org.uk and then you'll find a drop-down box and it'll say audio walks and you can just listen to them there and then. I'll go with that tomorrow. Could I ask? I'm totally blind, right? And I went to Henshaw's for years and I actually, in my last year, I got to the open country cycling. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, and I remember you, Luke. I was trying to uh, get a chance to say, but I've been out on a tandem with you, Luke. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. When we used to meet at the college and you, you, yes. you came out with me, yeah. It's amazing, David, how much I've remembered from open country. Well, well, that's good. We used to go out tandeming, which is great for visually impaired people. It's brilliant. It was a lovely experience. It was. What are Open Country's plans for the future? Well, we've got quite ambitious plans, really. So we've got a hub in Harrogate, like you've got a hub in, in Keithley. We've also got a second hub in Wakefield. And within the next three and a bit years, we want to find a third hub, which is a place that we run our activities from. And it's got to be in Yorkshire, and it's got to be not too close to Harrogate or Wakefield. 
and we're putting feelers out at the moment to try and find that place. So that'll be a big do. And then we want a few more satellite locations. And they're places we run our activities from by travelling out from the hub with a minibus, taking our equipment and reaching new communities. And perhaps even more importantly, we, we want to become known as the place to go for advice about an accessible countryside. So that people maybe from all over the country might go on our website and say, I'll just give them a ring to see what they think uh, the best accessible wheelchair bike is or what they think the best accessible publication is. And they'll ring us up and then they can do it themselves in their own patch rather than us muscling in telling people how to do. That sounds terrific. Do open country, do yearly holidays. We do a few weekend residentials every year. Uh, we stopped during COVID, but we're cranking it back up again now. So this year we've had a, a walking weekend in the Dales where we climbed to the top of Wormside. Oh, wow, Wormside. And we've had a couple of tandem weekends. One cycled 100 miles down the northeast coast from Berwick to Newcastle and another one cycled right round Morecambe Bay. And then later this uh, year in the autumn, we've got a couple of nature study weekends near the Humber Bridge, which will be fun, and in Sherwood Forest. So yeah, just a few residentials and uh, then we leave the rest to other outfits who, who do holidays uh, much more frequently than we do. I am actually... Do you know Bradford very well? Fairly well, yeah. Well, do you know the university? Yeah. Well, there, there's a project called Choices for All and it's yeah. for disabilities and through that there's this... There's this hiking group I am part of called Take a Hike and it's people with disabilities from the community and we buddy up with students from the university. We go lots of places, it's real fun. If any of our listeners are interested in joining Open Country, how can they do this? Okay, well, there's no membership fee uh, in terms of joining, so you, you don't have to worry about that. If people want to support, in terms of supporting a charity, then there's a, a donate button on our website. But in terms of coming out on activities, I'm afraid to say we don't offer anything in the Keithley area at the moment, but we're quite ambitious and we're wanting to expand and I'm a great believer in, like I am today, if you get out and meet other groups and make connections, then all of a sudden, a couple of years down the line, you find that together you're offering a new service. So I'm hoping that this podcast might be the start of a conversation in this area about doing something together. So although we don't have activities in this area, let's work on that. But also, let's not forget all our publications and the audio walks and the information on our website is available to anyone and sometimes groups ring us up uh, as a group did from Sheffield a couple of weeks ago saying can we come up and see what you do and learn from you and uh, we'll maybe do the same thing in our area and we're really really keen to encourage that it doesn't have to have the open country stamp on it because other people in their communities are capable of doing the same sort of stuff 
they might just need a few ideas or a bit of help. So maybe we can work on that in, in Keithley together. How can people get in contact to find out more? Well, if, if you go on our website, that's opencountry.org.uk, there's lots of contact details and icons that you can click on. If you want to email me, that's info at opencountry.org.uk. If you want to ring me, that's a Harrogate code 01423 507 227. And then there's Facebook and Twitter and lots of ways of getting in touch with us. Info at Open Country. That's right. Thank you for coming in and speaking to us, David. We really enjoyed learning more about Open Country. And I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Good luck for the future. And we hope that Open Country continues to help people with disabilities access the countryside. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do my first podcast. It's been a great learning experience. And I hope I haven't prattled on too much. But thank you. Anytime, Matt. It's, it's been an honour, David. I hope we can keep in touch. Please share the podcast with all your friends so we can grow and spread the important information we are talking about with us many people as possible see you next time